0: Welcome to The Extra, the show that connects you with the issues, topics, and people that are important to you. Of course, the Colorado Springs Airport is Colorado's small airport, but it's also a hub of our transportation wheel. It really is an important component of that. And even though it may be small, small can mean mighty. And it means Colorado Springs, or COS, is big on friendliness, safety, and convenience. COS is also big in development. Development. All you have to do is drive around the campus there to see that happening. And air traffic with growth in Peak Innovation Park and in-air service. So joining us this morning to talk all about it, about the Colorado Springs Airport, to help deliver some information, some good news, Greg Phillips, Director of Aviation of Colorado Springs Airport, is joining us in the studio. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. Happy to be here
1: and a chance to talk to folks.
0: I know. And we know that you have some important messages to be uh, delivering. And first of all, let's talk air Service Because uh, it's something that has just seen exponential growth for Colorado Springs over the past two years, really, since the entry of Southwest Air into the market. So let's talk about what kind of flights are offered for people who are unfamiliar with flying in and out of the springs.
1: Yeah, Shannon, you mentioned Southwest Airlines. Southwest started in March of 2021, and boy, they've taken off like a rocket ship. They are now more than 50% of our overall service. And we serve 10 different cities. So um, in, we have the airlines that we have, <clears throat> just as a maybe a reminder to folks, are American, Delta, United, Southwest. And um, now, starting in the summer, we'll have Sun Country Airlines. So the uh, destinations that we fly to are Chicago, both Midway and O'Hare, uh, Phoenix, Las Vegas, Denver, a lot of connecting flights through Denver, um, but also, you know, flying to um, Dallas Fort Worth and to um, Dallas Love Field with Southwest, um, Houston. And um, what we're going to see this summer in July is Minneapolis with both Delta and Sun Country Airlines. <clears throat> and then also, uh, Southwest will start service to Long Beach in the uh, Los Angeles basin in July, starting July 11th. So, I mean, we're super excited to see those things. Um, And then Delta is also going to restart the flight to Atlanta that uh, they stopped when COVID hit and now are finally bringing back. So um, really some super options for people to fly in and out of Colorado Springs. And this Thursday, We just may have another announcement.
0: Oh, you can't tell us? You can't tell us? Oh, I
1: can on Thursday.
0: (laughs) Okay, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. But all all of these different destinations, I mean, these are single leg destinations, so you can get directly to those destinations, but it really expands the reach of where people can
1: reach on that secondary leg, doesn't it? Absolutely. You know, we in, in the what we call the legacy carriers, America, Delta, United, specifically those three, you know, we're a spoke in the hub and spoke network there. So we can expect that from here with those carriers, we'll always connect to a hub And then from there, you can connect everywhere. But if you think about the time that you may have to spend sitting in a hub, well, you're on your way. Your bags are checked. You're already through security. So you may have to sit a little time at a hub somewhere. But alternatively, think about the time that you would have to spend driving to get to, you know, our friendly neighbor to the north, um, Denver, and to be able to fly out of there to get that direct flight you'd like.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, we were talking before we started the show uh, about sometimes how that can just weigh on you. It can be a a three hour drive. Sometimes you can be dealing with weather in that drive uh, that maybe you don't have to deal with if you're just going to uh, Colorado Springs Airport. So uh, there are a lot of factors parking as well Uh, so far
1: the parking is is just great and available at COS and our parking is significantly cheaper than that you find at the close-in lots at uh, DIA so you know and again I always think the best part is when you fly back in you're home when you fly into Colorado Springs you're done you're home if you fly back into Denver you still have to go get your car you still have to drive all the way back down here and who knows what the weather and the traffic will be like
0: And, uh, okay, so you can't go into detail about this big announcement. We'll just have to wait, Uh, I guess, chewing on our fingernails, wondering what it could be. But uh, Sun Country, I'm not familiar with Sun Country. They are a major
1: player in the Midwest. Yeah, well, so Sun Country is... An airline, probably I would uh, compare it to Allegiant Air. And in fact, the CEO of Sun Country formerly was the chief operating officer at Allegiant Air. So they're based out of Minneapolis. And they fly, as you would guess from the name, to Sun Country, you know. So typically that's how they started, flying to, you know, destinations in Florida and the southern parts of the of the country. They do a lot of charters here, but they are a fast-growing air carrier. Um, they fly full mainline aircraft like Boeing 737s. And um, they will be flying twice a week from Minneapolis to Colorado Springs. And that brings us a destination that, you know, we had many years ago, but we haven't had for many years. So as we say, another dot on the map. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited to see that and excited to see what they can do. Here in Colorado Springs, and they are an uh, an ultra low cost carrier, so we can expect you know pricing that is uh, you know very very reasonable.
0: And you were saying about it; it offers more destinations to us, the the people who are local, but it also opens up a really big segment of the tourism population that might want to come and visit Southern Colorado in a much easier way than they had before.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So we're excited about that. And of course, um, you know, uh, new routes inspire competition. The airlines are always watching each other. And uh, almost immediately after Sun Country announced service, Delta sort of revamped the service in Colorado Springs and decided that they would also fly to minneapolis so now you have a great business option you have a great low-cost carrier option to and from minneapolis and we look forward and hope that people will see that as a great opportunity to visit the land of 10,000 lakes and also from there to come visit beautiful Southern Colorado.
0: Yeah. We here at KRDO have a personal reason for wanting this connection because uh, one of our former uh, stalwarts on the KRDO morning news on the TV side, Hannah, she moved to Minneapolis. So now I can get and vi- go to visit her uh, cause she's going to have a new baby. So this'll be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get to go and visit that new baby on one of these new flights. All right. Well, we have to take a short break. Here our guest today is Greg Phillips, Director of Aviation for COS, Colorado Springs Airport, also known as Colorado's Small Airport. Uh, We'll take a short break. We'll be back with more from Greg. Welcome back to The Extra and our guest today, Greg Phillips, Director of Aviation for the Colorado Springs Airport. We're tackling a bunch of topics. In fact, we were just talking about uh, the motto, the slogan, look before you book. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I stand here as someone who has lived with regret for not looking before I booked, uh, thought I was going to book a quick flight and didn't even think to you know, look and then uh, ended up regretting it because I could have saved money, time and a lot of parking headaches. So we're going to get to that in just a bit. But right now, let's talk about... What's going on at the airport when it comes to construction? Because there are a lot of projects going on. Uh, Certainly, you don't have to look far when you're going through that concourse to see changes. And and more changes are planned. Let's talk about this with Greg Phillips. Uh, Greg, let's talk about modernization and ways that you want to make the airport be a a beacon of transportation's
1: future. Sure. Sure. First, I would just highlight the three strategic goals from Colorado Springs Airport. The first is to offer a safe and efficient facility, airfield, landside every day of the year. But never let that, let that drop. I'll always keep that in our sights. The second is to focus on air service growth and economic development. Things that bring revenue both to the airport and to the community and offer what our passengers, what our travelers are looking for. Um, And then the third is to plan for the future. And so we're, I, I, I fully believe we're not doing our job if we're not thinking about what the airport should look like 20 years from now, even 40 years from now. So we just finished a 20 year master plan about a year or more uh, project um, involving the community, involving our tenants to look at the airport. So and now having completed that, it's time to implement. So one of those is to look at, as we've seen this tremendous amount of growth, and our traveler numbers are the highest we've seen since the year 2000, so in 22 years, um, and to look at are we able to meet the current and the future needs of all those travelers as we continue to grow. So a big project in our near-term future is to modernize the concourse of the terminal. Um, You may remember that uh, back in 2018, there was a fire on the roof of the terminal. And as a result of that, you know, there's a, maybe there's a, a cloud, but there's a silver lining to the cloud. And that was that we were able to fully remodel the public side of the airport on all three floors. Um, But what we didn't do was remodel the concourse. So we've been in design of that now for the last almost a year, and um, we're looking forward to the summer starting the work on the concourse. Now, it'll be a phased approach. We can't just shut the concourse down, obviously, but we're going to sort of update the hold rooms, update the bathrooms, ensure that we're meeting and exceeding ADA standards, you know, looking at remodeling the concessions, you know, a number of things that will make the concourse um, a sort of a better, more updated facility overall, but also one that can handle the growth that we see over the next several years.
0: Well... Just advice from the peon out here. Don't 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 block our views. I love the wide open windows that we have right now in some of those uh, concourse areas. Absolutely it's nice to agreed. see the activity out there on the tarmac. Uh, so let's talk about uh, where the money for this comes from.
1: Well, this this is the the great part here. One, Colorado Springs has no debt, so we paid off all our debt in 2018, and we are continuing to sort of maintain sort of a a low-cost approach with our carriers and our tenants and also to maintain a positive uh, bank balance here. So um, we're using funds that we have in our reserve and our goal is to cash flow the eight phases of this project so we don't have to raise the rates on it for our travelers and our airlines. Um, um, We we pride ourselves on being a low-cost airport And what we charge an airline to help us keep the lights on and keep everything operating is about a third or less of what uh, it costs up at the airlines at Denver. So we think that's a selling point to help bring carriers. And gosh, I mean, look at what we've seen, you know, in return. I think it's paid off. Mm -hmm. Um, And we expect to continue that here.
0: Yeah. I, I think fewer headaches is, is a real key uh, selling point. I, and also uh, the TSA TSAQ. Uh, if you're going through the TSA checkpoints, uh, that seems to be a lot uh, less, well, I, I mean, you've seen the videos of uh, sometimes our brother to the north uh, with those long lines that wrap around the baggage claim area that is not what you experience that's not your experience going through security here in Colorado Springs
1: sure but I always tell people you know don't count on it right you know still get there early there you want to make your flight you don't want to miss that but uh, yes our average TSA checkpoint line is 10 minutes or less you know that doesn't mean it can't be more though um, well one of the projects that we are going to be doing recognizing the growth we've had is um, this will also start this summer is remodeling the um, TSA queuing area so there's more space there we're also trying to add another checkpoint uh, line that would allow us to you know have greater flow through there and then you know in addition We're developing an oversized baggage system that we'll implement starting this summer as well. Um, And then long term, we're working with TSA National Headquarters to develop a more complete inline system that we will develop over the next several years here. So what we're, we're trying to look forward, not just at today's traffic, but what we expect the traffic to be in the next several years and make sure we're planning for that.
0: And this is all part of the master plan. Uh, when it comes to the master plan, who is weighing in on that?
1: So well, when we did the master plan, <clears throat> um first, we use a national consultant that has a lot of experience and familiarity with this. Um, we then involve the airport staff, of course, um, airport tenants, then also tenants, you know, outside the terminal, tenants on the west side of the airport. Peterson Space Force Base, you know and uh, their their team. Um, and then we also reached out even beyond that to the public. And we had a number of public meetings, um, a number of virtual public meetings to try and ensure that we're getting good involvement, good communication, good input, from all through the community and of course communicating with the administration of the city communicating with city council on that on those same things
0: but it is such a well-used part of our community becoming uh, even more in use uh, by more people as, as the weeks and years go by. It sounds like with that kind of growth that uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to embrace the changes as they come and and uh, just have to deal with a little bit of the construction you know, hard hardships.
1: Absolutely. So Colorado Springs Airport is a gateway to the community. And as such, we want to represent the community well and for our community to be proud that this is their airport. Yeah,
0: I, I think a lot of people are, but I, I think uh, modernization is uh, probably some way that I, it makes it an even more attractive destination, especially for people coming from out of town. So, uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about some of the economic impact from those out of town visitors with Greg Phillips, Director of Aviation at the Colorado Springs Airport, Colorado's small airport, COS. Join us for that after the break. You're listening to KRDO News Radio. We're back with our second half hour of The Extra and our guest today, Greg Phillips, who is Director of Aviation for Colorado's Small Airport, Colorado Springs Airport, COS, you know it when you're booking those flights. And uh, Greg, before the break, we were talking about uh, some of the impact that is uh, directly correlated to more growth at the airport. And uh, you were telling me about an interesting fact from the Space Symposium, from a survey that was done by symposium goers. Uh, can you share that with us?
1: Sure. You know, it's it's one thing for the airport to um, work with airlines and for airlines to bring more service in, but the litmus test is if people in our community are using the service. Um, when Southwest first started and they announced they would start with 13 daily flights, you know, to five destinations, It was a oh boy, oh yes moment. And it was also a oh boy, oh boy moment if uh, people didn't take those flights, because half full airplanes don't stay in a community very long. But this community has absolutely responded, and it's responded in a number of ways. First, just using the uh, the organic flights we now have, but also for events and other community gatherings. And Space Symposium is a perfect example. Um, what we understand from the Space Foundation is that Space Symposium last year, had more people from out of state fly into the Colorado Springs airport than fly into Denver. And that says a lot. It says that we're able to meet their needs, their travel needs, and particularly the many of them, you know, are traveling on business. So for them, time is of the essence. So the fact that Colorado Springs is able to meet that and is able to meet that for other events, you know, is something that really is a step forward for the Colorado Springs airport and the Colorado Springs community.
0: And, and and that will build with word of mouth because the people who experienced the convenience of it last year will tell maybe some of their symposium goers and you may see an even bigger slice of that pie this year,
1: don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we'll see that grow and we'll see that grow for other events as well. And uh, as I you know mentioned earlier during the break, uh, if people want to see the airport grow, then use the airport. Because that's how the airlines know that we're successful, and that's how we know the airlines know that people in this community will support more flights.
0: Do they look at uh, how many flights, for instance, if you're an average traveler out there and you maybe go on like two airplane flights, maybe every six months, uh, do they look at uh, how many people are doing that? Or do they look at how many people are, are taking flights out of
1: Colorado Springs for the first time? I mean, do they track that level of detail of their flying public? Absolutely. So, because. The airlines are such a huge part of commerce and travel in the United States. The Department of Transportation has a requirement. All the airlines have to submit, you know, information on sort of their traveling population and where they bought their tickets from, where they're traveling from and to. And so, you know, we get pretty good data that shows us, you know, what travel patterns are, where people are buying tickets from, where people are traveling to. And that helps uh, us, but it also helps the airlines as they look at, you know, potential new routes and potential new uh, opportunities uh, for them to be successful.
0: But as a bottom line, support it or else that service will go away, right?
1: Absolutely. Half full airplanes don't stay in a community. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Speaking of some big growth opportunities, we have something coming up that uh, I think just came on our radar, it feels like, uh, but it is the International Jump Rope union world championships coming to colorado
1: springs this is a big deal right it it is a big deal here and i know it just sounds fun i just (laughs) chuckle when i think about it here um i I won't be signing up to compete but i'm (laughs) gonna go watch it i think i think it's gonna be awesome but we have visitors coming from literally 30 different countries for this competition you know and as the gateway to the community we've elected to sponsor it You know, I want to point out that as we do things like this, that the Colorado Springs Airport is an enterprise of the city, takes no local taxes whatsoever. Everything we do is running like a business. The money we bring in is the money that we're able to use for things like this. So we want to support our community. We want to bang the drum for Colorado Springs. And this is another great way to do that and to let people across the world know. About Colorado Springs and the Colorado Springs Airport, right? Because this
0: has worldwide appeal. We will be seeing teams come from Peru and Australia and New Zealand and uh, and Europe and all over uh, coming to uh, really uh, you know jump their ropes here you know, in Colorado I, Springs.
1: And if I could channel my inner uh, visit COS and the chamber, um, I think it would say that when people come to Colorado Springs, they come back. <laughs>
0: Doug Price would be proud of you. Doug Price (laughs) would Visit Colorado Springs. He's a common guest here on every month. Uh, Greg, let's talk about some of your community partners, probably Visit Colorado Springs. Visit COS is a big one. Uh, What about your other community partners?
1: Absolutely, the you know the chamber is a tremendous partner, and boy, the chamber is doing some amazing things these days. You know, under John Arita Claymeyer's leadership, and it's exciting to see the growth, the new businesses. Um, the microchip just last week, you know, announced a huge, you know, uh, innovative addition to their holdings in Colorado Springs. Growth, new jobs. You know, of course, what we see in our own business park, Peak Innovation Park. With the partnerships uh, with the businesses there, like Amazon, like the new residence in that's under construction right now here, and and beyond that, the city um, is arm in arm with us in everything we do. Um, Colorado Springs utilities—we couldn't do anything we do without you know their support um, for the growth that's happening right now. So you know th- there are just a tremendous number of. Organizations and community uh, partners that really help and support the airport.
0: That residence in how close is it to being completed? Early twenty twenty
1: four. So you know it's a big project. Takes a lot of you know. Takes a lot. Um, and I think there's a lot of construction you know across the community that has had to deal with supply chain issues. You know, uh, a uh, sort of a sad fact of today's economy and. Mm-hmm you know that kind of slows things down but it doesn't stop things and they are still they're still under construction they're still building and uh, we're looking forward to seeing sort of the next phase of that yeah. construction and see it open in spring of 24. Well, and, and labor is stretched thin because some of those subcontractors, I mean, yeah. they're they're
0: working with uh, crews that they can't replenish because uh, uh, the hiring is so tight uh, around Colorado Springs and everywhere in the country. So uh, we're, we're no different in that uh, respect. OK, so if you're listening to this and you would like to find out more about what Greg Phillips is talking about, maybe you were intrigued by his discussion earlier of the master plan or of some of the routes that are offered uh, go and visit their online presence flycos.com again that's flycos.com and you can also follow them on all the social media twitter instagram
1: and facebook right absolutely there so Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you know, and our website here. We try pretty hard to help make sure the community knows what's going on at the airport.
0: Yeah. Do you do any TikToks, Greg?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> I haven't done any TikToks. We've talked about it some, but we haven't done any yet there. So. You know,
0: some of the uh, people who are on the tarmac, you know, directing the planes, what do they call them? With The, big, the marshallers. The mar- yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe they maybe they could do a TikTok. <laughs> that might be uh, become viral, uh, be a good little uh, social media component. All right, we need well, to take another short break. When we come back, more from Greg Phillips. We'll be talking and diving in deep on Peak Innovation Park. Keep on listening to The Extra. We are back with Greg Phillips, Director of Aviation at Colorado Springs Airport. And uh, we are talking about how to follow them and find out more information about the airport, Colorado Small Airport. Small being a badge of honor, small being a badge of convenience, of accessibility, a way to get around uh, without some of the inconveniences and hardships you might find in having to travel you know, close to 40 miles to make a flight. Um, Flycos.com is their website. And also you can check them out on Twitter. I was just looking uh, at COS airport is how you follow them. And some of the fun things that you've had on there uh, have been that you, you had uh, a new canine that joined the uh, force there. I love it when you see those dogs and that's not the only animal that you feature on some of your uh, social media channels channels
1: yeah so pause for cause is our program that uh, brings volunteers and uh, you know trained dogs into the airport that kind of help sort of calm people's nerves i mean there's some people who love to fly and there some people who don't And if you uh, have a
0: nice, calm pet to uh, (laughs) just like give you love, give you some of those uh, uh, hugs that only the dogs can do, um, that can help calm their nerves.
1: Well, it just helps, you know, (laughs) and we think of Colorado Springs Airport as our community's airport. It's your airport. And so we want people to feel at home, to feel relaxed, you know, and to find that the airport experience is actually a fun part you know of the travel experience not just uh, a place that they wait to grab an airplane
0: and to get to their destination get to their destination right right let's talk about uh the peak innovation park because we were uh, touching on that just a little while ago i mean every time i go by there there is something new that we're looking at it feels like uh, how has construction been going
1: it's been, it's really been going great. Um, you know, the, if I look at the overall business model of the airport, it has the commercial service side. It has uh, Peterson Space Force Base, you know, as our largest tenant on the airport. It has all the west side general aviation and business aviation. And then it has something that's unique to Colorado Springs that many airports don't have. And that is a non-aeronautical business park. So it a Peak Innovation Park is 1600 acres. So it's a significant, you know, piece of land available for non-aeronautical development, and so um, we've seen just in the last four to five years, it go from a grassy field to you know really a, a fast-growing and thriving business park with the three Amazon facilities include that, including that fulfillment center, that at 3.7 million square feet is the largest building in six states. So it's huge. You know, I, I joke that it's the one building that can be seen from outer space. You <laughs> know, um but to, then to see also the growth from Aerospace Corporation, um, Flywheel Capital that built a spec office building, and now to see the, um, the development that's happening from the residence inn to be followed by a courtyard, Marriott courtyard after it's completed and just, you know, just sort of a bustling opportunity set for you know, to, for business developers.
0: Yeah, it, um, it was said that that, that uh, hotel. Tell uh, component really was needed to to see the uh, the fulfillment of the
1: dream of what this park could be. Absolutely, sure. sure. And you know, when we think about. The Colorado Springs Airport, what first comes to mind is serving the community of Colorado Springs, but we serve a much wider community than that, really. So there are people that drive up from northern New Mexico and from western Kansas to fly out of the Colorado Springs Airport. So, and we can show actual ticket sales that prove that. Um, so, you know, to have a hotel right at the airport, particularly for those folks that didn't have early morning flights out, you know, it really helps sort of broaden our own appeal. To, you know, to folks from outside the local area here. It's also a great place to have a meeting or for people that fly in that need to turn around quickly and get back out. Um, so, so we think this is a huge and positive addition to Colorado Springs Airport.
0: How do you measure the economic impact of of what's going on at Peak Innovation Park?
1: Well, one of our partners that I didn't mention is the Colorado Department of Transportation Aeronautics Division. And so CDOT Aeronautics, um, every five years, does an economic impact analysis of all the airports in the state. And in 2020, that's when they did their last um, analysis, what they estimated, and this is from... Direct, direct income, indirect income, and then in, uh, induced or imputed income. And what that shows was that Colorado Springs Airport annual economic uh, benefit to the community is $3.4 billion. So it's a significant economic engine for Colorado Springs in addition to being the gateway. For so many people, that
0: um, that it puts it on similar footing as as like the military in terms of economic impact
1: almost. When you look at, um, you know, you think about travel. That's the first thing people think about. But then you also think about FedEx is coming in and out of here. You know, UPS has pack service. Um, you know, then the what's coming in and out of the business park. You know, and all the jobs that come from all those—it really is quite a bit. So, and we're super proud to be part of that, and to be part of the uh, our role as gateway to this community.
0: It really feels different, doesn't it? At least it does to me as an observer. But uh, working inside the airport structure, doesn't it feel different now than it felt like? I, I mean last decade i mean it feels like we are you know on on the uh, kind of uh, horizon of something that is really just uh blooming
1: uh, absolutely when i when i when i when my when i feel like my britches are getting too big um <laughs> i remember that we are the beneficiaries of the great things that happened in this in the city itself, in the community. I mean, look at what's happened from Widener Field to Ropes and Arena to the new Summit House, the Pikes Peak, the Olympic Paralympic Museum. Boy, Colorado Springs is on a tear. And you know, as such, um, the airport has benefited from that. I like to think that we've helped contribute to that too, but it all goes hand in hand. What a great community to be a part of right now in 2022 and now going into 2023. We see even more great things.
0: Well, Greg Phillips, Director of Aviation for Colorado Springs Airport. Flycos.com is where you can find out more information. We have about 30 seconds left. Uh, my gratitude to you, Greg, for uh, sharing this hour of conversation with us. But what would you like to tell the listeners?
1: Fly COS. <laughs> That's easy
0: like enough. Like you said,
1: look before your book, you know, um, look for opportunities and go out and see the world
0: fantastic great phillips a pleasure to have you on the
1: extra here on
0: (laughs) krdo news radio thanks so much thanks and to our listeners thank you for joining us for this hour of conversation we'll talk to you again tomorrow same time